Shut up. Sit down. Strap in. You don't need your mama's permission. Hang on. This is the Battle Podcast. What up, man, and welcome to Battle. I'm your host, John Durham. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Ray Ray all day. What's going on, brother? Oh, man, same old, same old COVID-19, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, <laughs> I am so sick of this COVID. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Me too, me too, man. You know, no pun intended either. I didn't mean anything <laughs> bad. Sometimes I don't think before I speak. That's my wife. She'll tell you. Oh, no, not you, man. Yeah, no. That's what I tell myself anyway. <laughs> it's not me that's wrong. It's the rest of the world, right? So when that mouth outruns the brain? Yeah, something I, like that. I think that's a guy condition, That's man. the only thing on me that's outrunning anything. <laughs> I mean, you want to see this guy run, just uh, look around the corner and see if there's an ice cream truck. So basically, if we ever see you running... I'll be behind an ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, can oh you my. ever just name the tune they're playing in the ice cream truck? <laughs> No, that's a tune that gets sound when I get out of my wife's car. Uh, it's funny. I'm going on a tangent here, but my wife and my daughter both have Fiat's. Oh, nice. So every time I get in one of their cars, I'm like, I feel like I'm a, I'm a transformer. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I told my wife and, and my daughter, Grace, I said, every time I get in your car, I feel like I'm putting on a suit of armor. Yeah. I'm like, robots transform. You, you know, to stand up and the fenders on each hand. <laughs> yeah. Roof on the back. Bad guys don't belong in little cars, do no, they don't. They don't. But you know what? <laughs> you say that, but, but a lot of big guys <laughs> drive them little cars, man. Yeah, man. I don't know. Not this fat guy. You know, I like comfort. You see them. You see them big redneck trucks rolling around here, and you roll up next to it, and there's a little five foot three, you know, petite gal rolling up uh -huh. in that thing. And you look to your left, and there's a Volkswagen Beetle, and you got a six foot four, three hundred twenty five pound dude in it. Yeah, and I got to come clean on something. I'm not running after anything, even if it is ice cream. <laughs> I'd send my kids to go get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just be keeping it real. So in all reality, if we see you running, we just need to be ahead of you because something's yeah. chasing you. Well, you'll know I'm running because you'll smell bacon. No. Like corduroy. Zip, 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 zip. Yeah. Oh, man, man, I tell you, it's crazy. As you get older, you realize what you're not anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, you know when the biggest problem with that, too, is, you know, when, you, when you're in that early 40s, late 30s, you know, your brain still thinks you're 20-something. Well, J Ray, I hate to tell you, but you're the only one sitting in here that's in their early 30s, nah. late 40s. I'm in my late 40s. I'm, get, I'm getting ready to turn 40s. I figured out <laughs> I'm, I'm turning 46 this year, but I'm 45. So I'm coming up on the other side of the hill. You the other side of 45. Yeah. Uh -huh. so, I'm just coming up to it, man. So it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, man. So, man, yeah, still COVID-19. Still, you know, no work going on. That's all good. But like I said in a couple podcasts ago, just staying, just staying going, man. Just staying going, not backsliding. Just uh, keeping my mind busy, not going idle. Uh, today, I was actually mowing a neighbor's property. Uh, they're going through a divorce. You know, some things are going on. Uh, they're, neither one of them are living at the house. So, oh, I was going to say it's probably not a good idea for you to be over there mowing her lawn if she's going through a divorce. Right? Yeah, no, no, no. Neither one's at the house. Nope. Okay, good. Yeah, neither one of them's at the house. <laughs> I don't need you and your wife going through Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are you going down there again? <laughs> yeah. Baby, I'm mowing the yard. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Nah. But yeah, so just staying busy, man. You, you know? are. You know what? I'm getting so... I got to be straight with you. You're really starting to piss me off with all this, you know, um, humanitarian act you got going on here. You're building deer pens. You're mowing people's yards. I mean, you're making the rest of us look bad, quite honestly. Man, you just got a redneck neck knives, man. Well, redneck knives. What? Dude, I'm not a redneck. That's what we do. 
Yeah, well, I don't know about all that. I mean, that's why I stick with being a Yankee. Yeah, next you'll be publishing a book. Yeah. Well, look, oh, uh, how about rolling grasses? What are you doing? Speaking yeah. of which, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how to for dummies? <laughs> how to be a nice guy. Uh-huh. I have a hard enough time mowing my own grass, and I got a riding lawnmower. <laughs> Had a redneck neck and eyes for dummies. There you go. Yeah, there you I'm go. liking like that. that. Hang on, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, yeah write that down. <laughs> how do you spell redneck? <laughs> it's, it's neck neck and eyes red neck neck and eyes a couple ends and e's in there you'll be all right m-i-s-s-i-s-s-i-s-s-i oh, sorry yeah, so, like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man man this week it's been a crazy week dude been a crazy week but i think we've got a really good topic this week yeah i mean we were coming off of last week which was you know bad things good people yep and now we want to talk about pain being the best teacher. <laughs> yeah. It is, man. It is. Without a doubt. I can tell you, you know, firsthand when I was thinking about this, there have been so many instances in my life where I have learned some valuable lessons that were very painful. Oh, yeah. You know, I was thinking, you know, as a growing up as a kid, you know, being, being poor and growing up in, the ho- in a housing project with my mom, you know, a lot of times you go in the fridge, they want no food in that fridge. I mean, you had a couple eggs, maybe some ketchup, you know, you may have some mayonnaise and maybe a couple slices of bread and, and you try to bang a sandwich out of it or whatever, you That'd know, That'd be belly pains. Yeah. But you know, you never have a great appreciation for being full. If you ain't never been empty. dude. Oh, true. True. Now I know what you're thinking right now. You're looking across the table at me. You're thinking, well, that's been a long time ago for you. Nah, you well, just make it up, man. Just make it up for a long time. You know I mean? I, I, you know, I'm scared of going hungry, right? I'm scared of going hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you don't get an appreciation for things if you haven't experienced the other side. Of it. Right. You know, I mean, you have to experience pain. To I, I, I'm a firm believer. You got to experience pain to understand good. Man. No, without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. And not just that, but pain is also going to shape you. You know, pain is a great teacher as far as what not to do. You know, if you keep making the same mistake over and over and over you're not learning nothing well you yeah you 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 stupid yeah <laughs> that's, dude that's it that's it and let's keep it real there's a lot of us dudes out there that are, sometimes we pretty damn stupid oh yeah without a doubt man. I'm, I, I i like to use the term you know i'm thick you know like yeah. I'm, I'm thick-headed sometimes and sometimes it takes a little time a few times me banging my head against the wall to figure it out yeah and, and you know some people they have to, like me personally i've actually been really good at watching other people and learning from their mistakes. I made plenty of my own mistakes. Don't get me wrong. But my daughter, she is one that has to learn on her own. Oh, yeah. You know? You ever notice with your kids, if you got more than one, and for any of those listeners that are out here, you know what I'm talking about. If you got more than one kid, there's always that one. Yep. There's always that one kid that's got to do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to jump off of this or climb on that, or they got to experience this or experience that and it, they got to go through it to figure it out and no matter how many times you tell i'll be honest with you i was that dude yeah my dad used to tell me all the time maybe like bro you better smarten up because if you don't this is what's going to happen yeah, yeah whatever dude i got this don't you ain't tough it. enough to be that dumb yeah well <laughs> <laughs> you learn the hard way oh yeah <laughs> is that an old saying man you learn the hard way oh, and that, yeah. that's no joke and i was thinking about this too you know we talked and touched on a little bit a couple episodes back about you know there's a time when you used to work out a lot right yep well, there's an old saying of working out, no pain, no gain, right? That is truth. So, you know, you, you know, we get this mentality. And I was thinking about this today that we do everything in our power to, uh, to avoid being uncomfortable right. and not to experience any kind of pain. Right. And I was thinking about this with my kids. 
And we wonder why we have a, uh, for lack of a better term, a, a, a sissified uh, bunch of boys coming up, right? That's sissified. Sissified. Is that what it is? Sissified. We say sissified, you say sissified. I better. Redneck neckinized. These redneck terms are killing me. <laughs> They're killing me. Um, but I thought about it. I thought, you know, with my son, a lot of times I didn't want him, when, he's, when he was little, I didn't let him get dirty. I didn't right. want him to, don't grab this, don't do this, don't do that. And we constantly looking for ways to keep him safe. Right. And, you know, you know, I never allowed him to take the chances, I guess you could say, or to right. do the things he needed to do to actually figure it out. Right. And there's a lot of dudes that are out there like myself that did that. And then we get pissed off because our sons are soft. Like, why isn't he doing this? And how come he's not grabbing that? And he needs to be more of a man about this. Well, dude, look at yourself. You're the dummy that raised him that way. You wrapped him in bubble wrap. Yeah. And that's what we do. We want to blame it on the wife, right? Damn. Well, you know, she, she babies him. She does this. She does that. Well, what did I do? Yeah. Did you stop it? No. And that was the problem. And, you know, looking back on it as a man, you go, you know, if you don't allow your kids to experience pain, they're never going to be able to experience or appreciate the gains that come afterwards. Right. You know? Exactly. I mean, I grew up hard. I was telling a friend of mine a while back. I'm like, you know, sometimes I wonder if, you know, maybe I should have been a lot harder. You try to be, you know, we, we get caught up in thinking, well, you better be the loving, caring, compassionate, understanding dad, you know? And when you do that, you leave out the part sometimes where you got to be firm and hard and direct. Yeah. And now, you know, my son's 19 and I got to look him dead in the eye and tell him like, you know, get up off your ass and go pick that up. Right. Because the, the softness ain't working anymore. Nope. You know, and, and he don't know no better because that's, hey, dad's going to bark. Dad's going to yell. He's just going to do whatever. And I'm just going to, you know, he'll eventually get over it, you know. Yeah. And so that's what we do. We don't allow him to, to experience the pain that he'd experience to to understand or appreciate the finer things of life. Right. And yeah. even, even it could, it, sometimes it doesn't have to be like complete pain. It could just be discomfort. Right. You know, and a lot of the, a lot of the guys out there that are still living at home with mommy and daddy, you know, it's not just, it's the dad's fault just as well. You know, if dad's in the picture, it's his fault just as well. Cause you're not making it uncomfortable enough for them to leave. Well, the dad's, the dad is, is worse. Yeah. Because the dad is the one that's supposed to be leading the family. Right. You know, and that's what pisses me off about myself. I'm going to be, straight up about it. I mean, I get aggravated, like just sitting here talking about it brings up something to me because I realize I failed in that area to some degree as a man, I should have said, no, we're going to do it this way. But instead you cave, you, you make, we talk about this word a lot, compromise, right? right? You compromise. And when you compromise, you know, you lose. You do. And so, and we've talked about that before. So, you know, all the greatest lessons in my life involved some sort of pain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just physical pain either. I mean, from a physical pain perspective, I remember when I was a kid, clear as day, man, I wasn't three years old. My dad used to ride dirt bikes, right? And he's riding around. And he comes up and I'm sitting next to him. I'm like, dad, dad, is that hot? Is that hot? Is that hot? My mom's there with him. And my dad goes, I don't know. Tell me. So I reached down there and I touched the muffler. Ah, I'm screaming. I'm crying. My finger's blistering up. And my mom's over there. What the hell's the matter with you? What are you doing that for? Blah, 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 blah. My dad just looked at her, just as comic and me goes, they'll never touch another muffler again. Damn right. You won't. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's just, that's, that's a physical pain. And dude, I am 44 years old. I remember that as clear as day. You know, it reminds me of a story back when I was a teenager, I was walking around the house uh, and I had this tennis ball and I'm bouncing it and bouncing it. 
And my dad has always been kind of a practical joker and kind of a wise guy. Like I, I'm, my personality is a lot like my dad, very, you know, cocky and, you know, no. And I was about 16 and my dad looks at me and he says to me with this shit eating grin on his face, he says, <laughs> you like playing games? I'm like, yeah, sure. I, I like playing games. Cool. He's like, you want to play a game with the old man? And I'm like, sure. He's all right, this is how we're going to do it. You're going to get on one side of the kitchen. I'm going to get on the other side of the kitchen. We're both going to spread our legs. Okay. And the object of the game is, is you're going to bounce the ball so you can rack the other guy and drop him to his knees. <laughs> we're going to call this game. He says, and he looks at me and he's smiling. He says, we're going to call this game, drop him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 16. I'm like, yeah, right. Whatever. And he oh, looked, I got you, man. He, he looks at me. He goes, yeah, but uh, I get to go first. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I spread my legs out. He's got the ball and he bounces it. Passes right up on my head and I catch it. My dad looks at me and he shakes his head. I took that tennis ball. I bounced it, went up and it racked it. Bam, right in the crotch, right? <laughs> my dad hits his knees like, <laughs> his face is beat red, you know? <laughs> my stepmom walks around the corner and she's like, honey, honey, are you okay? And he looks at his wife and he goes, I'm a stupid bastard. I'm a stupid bastard. And I, said, I looked at my dad and I smiled at him with the same grin he gave me. I says, hey, dad, drop him. You want to play again? <laughs> get, get the hell out of here. Uh, uh, but you know, pain sometimes is the best teacher, right? It is always and, the and, best teacher. And it's like that lesson of humility where sometimes you got to be knocked off your perch a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. like you think you're climbing high, you're cocky. You think you got it going, Oh, I got this. And then all of a sudden your walls come crashing down and you find yourself on your knees, beat red and you're telling everybody how much of a stupid bastard. you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget that as long as it, it's funny because it's, it sounds so cliche, but it was a great lesson in life. Right. Right. You know, I mean, nothing's ever an absolute. No. And sometimes things just don't go your way. And you can tell yourself, well, as long as I get the ball first or I get to go first. Mm, I'm in control. I'm in control. Well, it don't always work that way, mm -mm. does it? Nope. You know, so, you know, that was a great opportunity for me to learn at a young age with my dad that, you know, just because he was my dad didn't mean he made all the best decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about that before, man. Yeah. You know, you got to take the good moments and the bad moments, and that's what's going to shape you. Right. You know? There's plenty of times I got my butt handed to me, dude. I mean, just flat lit up, you know? And the funniest part is, is when you're getting that, when you're getting smacked around, it never hurts when they actually hit you, Heine. It's when they hit your legs and they hit your back. That's what lights you up. Well, I don't know. I think the anticipation of it's the worst part of it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's coming. Mm-hmm. And you're seizing up and you're trying to get yourself ready and you just, you know, you're trying... Because, you know, inevitably it's coming, you know? Oh, yeah, man. Of course, my mom, like I told you in the last podcast, I mean, she beat the hell out of us whatever she get her hands on. Oh, you know? yeah. Man, my dad always had this thing. Bend over and grab your ankles, boy. And you're like, oh, crap. Now I got to, like, prepare for this, right? Well, you probably got that whole wait till your dad gets home thing. Oh, man. I didn't have that because my mom was a single parent. But. You know, here's the deal, though, is to this day. I still don't know if I can touch my ankles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you look around to see if your dad's anywhere. Around exactly. The hey, is my dad here? <laughs> yeah, man. If, but that's great. You know, as kids, you know, yeah. when we were younger, you know, getting your butt handed to you, you know, that type of pain. But as you get older, 
that tends to go away. Now, in your early 20s, maybe even your early 30s, you get into a bar, get a little stupid, get that, you know, get a couple in and get that S on your chest. You might get, you know, get your ass whooped. That that's still the the physical pain well, side and, of it. Let's be real. In twenty, they don't teach you nothing. That that pain, they don't teach you nothing. That just teaches you should have drank more and brought more friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, as we, as we get older, it it becomes more you know emotional pain, hurt. You know that interior hurt, losing a loved one, losing a grandparent, financial pain, financial pain, stress. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody out there knows that stress is real and it will affect you physically. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. And it teaches you a lot when you make stupid decisions, you know? I mean, when I knew this guy one time when I was at work and he was, I asked him, I said, hey, bro, you want to go grab some lunch? And he was like, nah, I ain't got, I can't. I said, well, why not? He says, I ain't got any money. He says, "Uh, uh, my wife only lets me have $20 a week for lunch. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, my wife only lets me have $20 a week. I'm like, your wife lets you only lets you have $20 a week to eat lunch. He's like, yeah, she's, she's just, you know, she's crazy like that. She's just, she's crazy about money. And blah, blah. I'm, like, I'm like, dude, I, I, I couldn't do that. You're a better man than me. Well, you know, sooner or later you start listening to it and you start hearing uh, and getting to know more about the dude. And you find out that, you know, one time he decided to come home with a pair of jet skis without telling his wife. Mm. Another time he showed up with a pickup truck without telling his wife. Another time he bought, you know, he just had this, this history of showing up with big ticket items without discussing it with his wife. And so it was at a point where she had to give him an allowance because he couldn't control his spending habits. Right. But that, you know, he left that part off the front end of it. You oh, know, yeah. it was my wife won't let me have more than $20. Well, then after a while you start listening to me like, no, dummy, it's because you can't handle any more than $20. Right, exactly. It's you know? those, those choices that they make, yeah. you know? And of course, he doesn't want to bring that out to you right off the get, you know? He doesn't want to admit his mistakes. He wants to blame someone else. My wife did it. My yeah. wife did it, you know? And that ain't how it goes. But yeah, even, even pain, even in your teens, in your late, you know, late 20s, you know, I remember my first girlfriend, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to marry her. You know what I mean? I thought it was going to be, you know, high school sweetheart. Everything was going to be great. And I caught her with one of my buddies. And that right there will make you want to build up walls that ain't never coming down. That, that, that pain will teach you something you don't want to be taught. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But, and, and everybody goes through it. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter who you are. Like you said before, you said, uh, poverty knows no race, no color, no, you know, ethnicity. It has no prejudice. Neither does pain. Pain has no prejudice. Oh, I don't either. care what color your skin is or where you come from or what your last name is. Right. But you got to learn from it. That's the whole thing. And, and, as, and the whole thing is, is that we all experience it. Yeah. We all go through some sort of pain, you know? And you think about it, you know, why do we have to, why is it we as human beings have to go through pain to smarten up? Right. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, if, if you don't make wise uh, financial decisions, it's going to take me a matter of time before you keep making stupid decisions financially before you're going to have to learn the hard way. Right. And that's going to you be know? when you get evicted or, you know, you don't have the money to t- buy groceries. You know, there are guys out there right now, right? This just blows my mind. There are guys out there right now that are listening to this that'll go out and spend their last dollar on themselves and not think twice about their wife and kids. Right. You know, they'll, they'll go out and they'll buy themselves 
the nicest pair of shoes, the nicest clothes, and the kids are walking around in rags. Yep. You know? It's all selfishness, man. And, and you know, it, it's just like, I, I just don't understand how you can legitimize that in your mind. Right. That exactly. that's okay. Yeah. Apparently they didn't experience enough pain growing up. Yeah. I mean, they don't, obviously not enough discomfort right. or they did experience pain. And because they did experience pain, they've used it as justification. Right. It's like a guy that you know got beat as a kid and now he's beating his kids. Right. Uh, let me just tell you something. If if you got slapped around as a kid and you think it's okay to slap your kid around, you're an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Because all you've got to do is ask yourself this one question. Did you like getting slapped around when you were a kid? I don't care. If people tell us that, well, that's all they know. No, that's bullshit. Right. You, you know that it wasn't right to get beat when you were a kid. That doesn't give you justification to beat your kid. Exactly. You know? And, and there are guys out there that use pain as an excuse, like an excuse to drink, yeah. an excuse to do excessive spending, an excuse to not come home after work because they don't want to deal with their families. So they go run and hide at a bar right, or their buddy's house, shooting pool or, or running around town, whatever it may be, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's avoiding reality. That's not manning up. That's not standing up at all. That is hiding. That's like you said, being a punk. Well, what happens when you don't address a wound? It festers. And it gets infected. Mm -hmm. You have a cut on your arm that can eventually cause you to lose your arm. Right. If it's not taken care of, right? Right. You better address it. So what happens, you get some of these guys that don't want to deal with their problems. They don't want to experience any kind of pain, so they try to avoid it at all costs. And guess what happens? Relationships get severed. Yep. You know? Uh, jobs get severed. Right. And when you say relationships, that's not just relationships with a wife or a girlfriend. That's relationships with your kid. Or kids, your or parents, co your coworkers, or, yeah. your boss. You know what I mean? It's, 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 we can't think relationships is just a, you know, connection between you and another woman or you and your kids. You have relationships throughout your entire life. You know, you got a relationship with a person at the gas station. If you go there regularly, you get your big gulp and all that. You've got a relationship with the person behind the counter. You know, they know who you are, they know what you're getting, so on and so forth. At work, your boss, you see him every day. You got a relationship. It's a working relationship, but you have a relationship with your boss. And if you don't address situations that come up because you're hurt or you've experienced discomfort, now you're allowing that to fester and you can be losing relationships. Exactly. You know, how many people do you meet in your life that like they, they experience a little bit of pain from somebody because they've said something they didn't like, or they might have hurt their feelings or something's been misinterpreted, or maybe they thought they said something they didn't say. And what is the one thing they never do? They never look at themselves. Well, not only that, but they don't even go talk to the person. Right. You know, like, like you know, you've, Ray, you've pissed me off, so now I'm going to go and talk about you to Fritz. Right. Tell Fritz how much of a jerk you are and how you said this and did this and did that. I don't go to Ray and deal with Ray. I just go to everybody else but Ray. Right, because they're not going to be as uncomfortable as going... To the source. Yeah, because we don't want to be, yeah, uncomfortable. Right. You know, it's just, we don't realize that, that think about it. When you're lifting weights, you form calluses on your hands, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when they first got them, they probably were like blisters. Oh, yeah. They started off as blisters. They were sore. They were beat up. They were sensitive. They were tender, right? But over a period of time, they hardened. Yep. And now they're stronger, right? Exactly. We, we don't want to get past the soreness. Right. You know, we just quit. Don't want to experience the soreness. Yeah. Like you get on the treadmill one night, like myself. I mean, there's a, maybe you got a fishing pole and a donut. I might stay on a little bit longer, but <laughs> you know, you get on it the first night and you're hurting so bad. 
I don't want to get back on it. It hurts too much. Right. And we do the same thing in life with, with the relationships. Yeah. I don't want, uh, there's Ray. I'm going to avoid him at all costs because it hurts too much. Right. And here's the whole thing too. He's like, you said, well, you know, building up the calluses and making things, you know, so that you can handle more. It's not about building up calluses or, or building up, you know, becoming callous to the situation. No. You need to address it. And as you address those things and as you work things out, you become able to handle more. So that first, that first uh, instance might have just been, you know, mildly uncomfortable. Well, the next instant could be a lot more painful. But since you've already addressed that mildly uncomfortable one, you can address the next one. You've got to build up that, that willingness to address the pain. Well, you got to thicken up, man. Quit being so damn soft. Right. You know, I mean, everybody wants to talk real tough when they're sitting behind something or on the other side of a phone or when the other person's not in a room. On a you know, keyboard. You know, toughen up a little bit. Be, right. be a man about it. If you got an issue with somebody, if it's uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable. I mean, but at the end of the day, I mean, you've got to address it. You've got to. Well, you know, John, pain and crisis will force you to make decisions. And a lot of dudes will uh, will avoid that at all costs. Yeah, making, You're right. Yeah, making a decision. Yeah, that's huge. You know what? They, it reminds me of an old saying that says, the only thing harder than saying goodbye is saying hello after all this time. And what we do is, is we separate ourselves and isolate ourselves for so long from people because of hurt that we, it's too uncomfortable to go back and say, you know, hello. Right. I can't we we, we can't, can't do it. And so we avoid pain. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Pain is the best teacher, but yet we try to avoid it at all costs. Right. Which makes us soft. It yeah. causes conflict in our life regardless. It's going to cause something. You're going to lose something anyway. If I avoid you to avoid pain, I've lost you. Yeah. And prime example, man, when I was growing up, I bought my first house, had a buddy living with me, right? He lived with me up until, uh, up until I got engaged to get married and for, he started making some bad choices, you know, no big deal. Couldn't pay rent for two, three months. Right. So I told him, I'm like, all right, buddy, it's time for, it's time for you to go. He's like, oh man, you're going to kick me out this and that. I'm trying to this, I'm trying to that. I said, no, let me explain something to you. I said, your friendship is more important to me than you paying rent. And if you keep staying here, making these bad decisions and not paying rent, we're not going to be friends. So it's time for you to go. So he decides to leave. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I help him out, get him moved, get everything taken care of. And he's like, I'm going to pay you, man. I'm going to pay you for that rent. I'm going to pay you that rent. I said, brother, I'm not expecting the rent. I say, I want to maintain our friendship for a solid, probably three years. He avoided me and avoided me and avoided me. And I'd reach out to him. He wouldn't call back. Every once in a while, I'd run into him and we'd talk a little bit. And he'd, oh, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you. And I kept telling him, I'm like, bro, it's not about the freaking money, man. I said, the hard part was kicking you out so that we could stay friends. But now you're so afraid of, you know, me wanting money that you're avoiding me. You know, so what I was trying to protect. You've already lost. I've already lost. But you want to know the amazing thing? Once he started going to church and he started realizing my mindset, he started coming back around and he finally understood that I wasn't expecting the money. Yeah, and you were all about the relationship. That's it. Exactly. So that had to have been pain. It was painful for me because I lost one of my best friends for a solid three years. Mm. You know, it had to have been painful for him because he's probably going around and like, if he's seen my car driving down the road, he's probably like, oh, oh you know, trying to duck and hide from me for no reason whatsoever. Mm. You know? And that's what we're talking about here is you got to man up and stand up and address 
the situations. You've got to address the pain. You know, I've had about a handful of guys that I have had that have worked under me that I've had to terminate that have called me back and told me that the, me firing was the best thing that I could have done for them at that time in their life. Right. And it was like, you know, it was a painful experience. It's hard to go through. Um, but it was a great teacher for them that it made them better in the workplace. Like I had about three guys. I mean, they're guys that I've, I'm talking 10, 15 years that still call me. Right. You know, and it's like, they realize that, you know, one of them told me, man, I was just in a bad place in my life. I know I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And that was such a great wake up call for me that it made me realize that I needed to get my shit together and get my mind right. Right. That it allowed me to be a better employee somewhere else. Because I took that pain and that suffering and I learned from it. I said, no, I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to be without a job again. Right. So I'm going to do what I need to do to keep my job. Well, there's a, you know, a lot of guys, they do the opposite. Mm -hmm. They point fingers and want to blame everybody. It's somebody else's fault. It's somebody else's problem. Yeah. He's got a problem. I mean, yeah. he don't like me. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, it's a personal thing. Well, right. no, you've got to do what you got to do, especially in the workplace. And some of you guys that are listening right now, maybe you got an issue in the workplace and maybe the first place you need to start looking is you. Yeah. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing it and how you're supposed to be doing it? And if you can say yes to all those questions, well, then that's a different story. But if you can't, then you need to start to do what's extremely painful. Start looking at yourself. Got to. So. And that's the whole thing too, man, is that if you can't look inside and you cannot address your issues, you know, if you've gone through 12 jobs in one year, there's one common denominator in all those jobs. That's you, bro. That's you. You know, so you've got to look within. And that's going to be some of the biggest pain that you're ever going to deal with. Well, just real quickly, I mean, guys that are married right now, your marriage is going through a difficult time. Quit looking at your wife. Start looking at you. Yeah. Ask yourself some tough questions. Am I a good husband? Am I doing the things I'm supposed to be doing? Am I a provider? Am I loving my wife well? Am I communicating? Am I am I engaged? Am I Am I being the man that I've been called to be that I promised her that I would be when I married her? And sometimes I'm going to tell you right now, it sucks because you look at yourself and you go, no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. And you start, if you start working on making you a better you, you're going to find out it's as painful as it is. It's going to make you the best version of you. Right. Not only for your wife, but your kids and everybody else you come in contact with. Right. And quit trying to be everybody else because they're already taken. You've got to look inside. You got to be, like you said, the best version of you that you can be. Well, the reality of it is this, Ray, pain hurts and it sucks, <laughs> but we all experience it. We all got to go through it, right? And there's nobody above it. Nobody is above experiencing pain. And the, the funny thing about pain that we need to realize too is, is that my pain, your pain, they're different. Right. And the way you re respond, the way you react to pain is going to be entirely different. It doesn't lessen your pain. It doesn't greater your pain than mine. Right. We, we all go through it and we need to be mindful of the fact that People experience pain, but we also have to quit looking like poor me, poor me. Why is this happening to me? Maybe these things are happening to you because they're molding and shaping you to be the best version of you you could possibly be. You know, take a step back and ask yourself this question. What can I learn from this? Right. Is this, you know, what can I take out of this? What, why am I, why am I going through this and how am I going to come out on the other side of this? Right. You know, and, and ask those tough questions. Exactly, man. And, you know, for you guys out there listening. 
feel free and please do hit us up. Hit us up on our Facebook page. Hit us up, you know, on our email, thebattlepodcast at gmail.com. Our Facebook page, The Battle Podcast. Ask us. You know what I mean? If there's something you're going through, you need something. You know, we don't claim to be scholars. We don't claim to be marriage counselors. We don't claim to be preachers or pastors or any of that stuff. All we claim to do is that we've been through a lot of crap. You know yeah. what I mean? We can help you out. We can either share our experiences and what we did or potentially get you someone in touch with someone that can actually help you in the next step. But if you're not willing to look at you, you're not ready to change. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you make it a great point there, right, man? If, if you don't want to change, you're not going to change. Right. And you can point fingers at everything and everybody else. But at the end of the day, you have to look at yourself. You got to be humble. We all need help. Every single one of us needs help. There's nobody above it. And I'm telling you, if you would just allow yourself to be humble, to reach out to the people that God has put in your life or other people have put in your life, you know what's going to happen? You're going to find out that you're not alone. Right. You're not in this by yourself. And you know what? When you realize you're not alone, you're going to come to a place in your life where you're going to stand secure and confident because you know that no matter what you go through or where you're at, you're going to be okay. If you make the right decisions, the right choices, and try to be the best version of you that you can possibly be. Because at the end of the day, when you do that, well, that's where the rubber meets the road. 